मिठास मसाला और अच्छा सब कुछ डाला आदर्श पॉडकास्ट बनाने के लिए इन चीज़ों को चुना गया था लेकिन इस रेसिपी रचना में होस्ट अनुदीप से अनजाने में एक और चीज़ भी गिर गई और वो था केमिकल दिस इज नॉट वट आई मैन Welcome everybody. Welcome to another episode of This is not what I meant. I am Anudeep Patel, your host. This is so much deja vu. Manta kitna kya hai ko. But yeah, this is the second part of the Cartoon Network of Theories. I'm going to talk about a lot of stuff about Cartoon Network literally. And yeah, pretty excited for this one. So let's do it. I know काफी टाइम लग गया बट हेर आई एम सो या सो आई थॉट लॉर्ड अबाउट हाउ टू अप्रोच दिस एपिसोड लाइक इट वॉज हार्ड टू कम अप विद स्क्रिप्ट दैट लाइक डिट फील लाइक आई एम रिपिंग ऑफ विकीपीडिया आई वॉन्ट टू आई डोंट वॉन्ट टू कम अक्रॉस एज दैट सो ड्यूरिंग द प्रोसेस ऑफ रिपिंग ऑफ विकीपीडिया द टाइटल ऑफ दिस कपल ऑफ एपिसोड्स दैट आई एम डूइंग राइट नाउ जस्ट स्टूड आउट टू मी स्पेशली द वर्ड नेटवर्क well i will be covering some of the theories in this episode and how people have related to the plot and usko try kiya hai matlab explain karne ka ki maybe aisa ho sakta hai but main baat karne wali hu cartoon network the cartoon network ke bare mein and some of the creators behind your favorite cartoon shows so in the previous episode maza aa gaya ye bol ke प्रीवियस एपिसोड लाइक प्रीवियसली ऑन दिस इज नॉट वट आई मैंट आपने सुना अनुदीप को कार्टून के बारे में बात करते हुए विच ही थॉट वॉज अ गुड आइडिया कि वो दोबारा रिकॉर्ड करेगी हाँ जी तो रिकैप करते हुए आई टॉक अबाउट टॉम एंड जेरी एंड हाउ इट केम आउट इन नाइनटीन फोर्टी विलियम हैना एंड जोसेफ बार्बरा द डू बिहाइंड द टीम ऑफ टॉम एंड जेरी वेंट ऑन टू मेक देर ओन प्रोडक्शन हाउस कॉल्ड हैना बार्बरा प्रोडक्शन आफ्टर द सक्सेस ऑफ दीन फेमस कुत्ते बिल्ली विच इज रॉन्ग बिकॉज जेरी इज अ माउस आई एम नो दिस इज बिकॉज ऑफ माई दिस इज ऑल बिकॉज ऑफ माई डैड बीच बीच में हंसी इतनी आती नहीं सब एडिटिंग में हटाना पड़ता है मेरे को सो अब आती है बात क्रोनोलॉजी समझने की तो आप बेटा जी क्रोनोलॉजी समझी कि कैसे क्या हुआ कार्टून नेटवर्क बना कैसे सो टॉम एंड जेरी आया नाइनटीन फोर्टी में Hanna Barbera Production House 1957 में एंड देन फाइनली 1994 में ऑन अक्टूबर 21 कार्टून नेटवर्क स्टूडियोज ओरिजिनेटेड एज अ डिविजन ऑफ हैना बार्बरा कार्टून इनकॉर्पोरेटेड दैट फोकस्ड ऑन प्रोड्यूसिंग ओरिजिनल प्रोग्रामिंग फॉर कार्टून नेटवर्क इंक्लूडिंग बट नॉट लिमिटेड टू वट अ कार्टून एक्सक्लेमेशन मार्क द एक्सप्रेस लेबोरेटरी जॉनी ब्रावो एंड द पाप ऑफ गर्ल्स तो ये सब शुरू कैसे हुआ मतलब इट्स नॉट जस्ट कि दे जस्ट केम अप विद दीज इंडिविजुअल शोज लाइक दे डिड अ वेरी यूनिक थिंग एक्चुअली दैट लाइक कार्टून नेटवर्क लाइक दे मेड अ सीरीज कॉल्ड वट अ कार्टून इट वॉज सॉर्ट ऑफ एन एन इनक्यूबेटर सीरीज फॉर ऑल डिफरेंट काइंड ऑफ प्रेमिस सो इट हैड लाइक स्टैंड अलोन सेवन मिनट एपिसोड्स फ्रॉम डिफरेंट क्रिएटर्स मतलब हर एक एपिसोड डिफरेंट क्रिएटर्स का लाइक इट वॉज द फर्स्ट शो प्रोड्यूसड बाई द Hannah Barbera, not the HB pencil. I know that was lame. I'm sorry. And these short films served as the premise for a lot of Cartoon Network shows that followed the release of What a Cartoon. Like so, in, since individual creators made each episode of the show, 
Hannah Barba basically gave them a chance to showcase their ideas in a 7-minute sketch which later got picked up to be made into full-fledged series. Ab baat ye hai ki I could go on to tell you about the cartoons right away. But usme itna maza nahi aayega. So, you know, to know about these creators, how did they come up with these shows and we people having watched these shows, we never actually have given a second thought about what goes behind a cartoon series. You know, like imagine yourself thinking about making a show an idea comes to you and you just want it out there in the world you put in the time make a story work with writers bring your vision into the frame you're doing it because it's something that you want to visualize and share with people bring a perspective to some inanimate thing tell a complicated emotions like complicated emotions singular a concept the children through your cartoon how simple it all seems to us when we just watch it on tv probably a show that your elder sibling recommended probably something that you watched because it was all the rage at that time but it is a legacy for that creator to think to think your show has gone global children all over the world relating to your characters in different languages to be a household name like tom and jerry seems like a fairy tale and an unachievable but it happens in it and it happens because of the people like you and me studying working on projects observing daily life who just people who just want to see it happen and they, they just do it craig mccracken john dilworth van partible from cartoon network Ron Rudaker from PBS and of course Rowan Atkinson Mr Bean himself are just few of the creators that I'll be to- talking about in this episode of Cartoon Network of Theories and of course some fan theories as well Sugar and spice and everything nice that's what Craig McCracken came up with When he made an animated short called Whoop Ass 2, the Whoop Ass Girls in a sticky situation during his second year at <laughs> second year at university, California University of Arts. Malo wo banda second year mein apna usne pop up girls okay. I'm getting ahead of myself. So, then he got hired by Cartoon Network to be an art director on one of their shows while working on what a cartoon the animated incubator series that I talked about earlier. He got motivated to speak on Whoop Ass Girls again and this series gave him an opportunity to do exactly that developing developing it further into a show we now know as The Pop of Girls. Yep. Yep, I'm not kidding you. The Pop of Girls would totally call the Whoop Ass Girls and that chemical X would just shuru mein dalta professor Utonium. Yeah, that was called the can of Whoop Ass. <laughs> बट नान नाम चेंज करना पड़ा उनको बिकॉज द नेटवर्क पीपल डिसाइडेडेडेडेडेडेडेडेडेडेडेडेडेडेडेडेडेडेडेडेडेडेडेडेडेडेडेडेडेडेडेडेडेडेडेडेडेडेडेडेडेडेडेडेडेडेडेड
I love watching Pop of Girls like it. Thank you, Tibble, Blossom, Bubbles, Buttercup. An interesting fact about the animation. Like, obviously, you have noticed that they don't really look like humans. I mean, take animation, we can't be human, but, you know, as compared to adults in the show, they're like, buddy, buddy, oval face, so their oval heads and their like, big eyes were inspired by a painter known as Margaret Keane, who used to make figurines with big eyes. Also, Craig wanted them to look more animated, which meant that it was easy to draw them. And there is this one scene in the show that they actually acknowledge this fact that they don't have fingers on their hands. So Blossom, Buttercup, and Bubbles. My God, yeah, you look stone paper scissors killer. And so they're like stone paper scissors. And they don't have any fingers. And so Bubbles goes, okay, so who won? <laughs> I love when they show cartoon characters being sentient of their animated nature. Like, this and fourth wall breaking. I'm just a big fan of it. Like, Mirko Jesset as a Tumna, Apne show me involved for Shout out to all the Fleabag fans. Yo. Yeah, so, right. Power of Girls ka plot yehi hai ki teen ladkiya hai, inki powers are more than the combined powers of all the superheroes in DC and Marvel. Haha, <laughs> just you know, go find inaccuracies in my exaggerations. But these girls have superpowers including fight, superhuman strength, superhuman speed, superhuman senses, you know, superhuman stuff. So X-ray vision, red heat vision, energy projection, space survivability, thermal resistance, you know, sorry physics mother sister thing. okay <laughs> and inki individual powers to oho matlab blossom the red one has ice breath microscopic vision lightning bolts and advanced intelligence bubbles the blue one who is cute jo hai exhibits the ability to both understand multiple languages and communicate with various animals her unique powers are projecting powerful powerful sonic screams and creating a shock wave of thunder with a single clap from her hands and finally, Buttercup, the green one, can spin into a tornado, create fireballs by rubbing her hands together till smokes come out of it, and you know, flaming bomb fake theatre. With these powers, and despite being four years old, they fight monsters and villains and protect the metropolitan city called Townsville. So they go through all the stuff that a preschooler has to go through. It's like it could be fighting. I could be fighting giants, super villains. But first day of school, I will get nerve-wracked. So if I were a powerful girl, I mean, I have this problem. But what is the problem for 4 years? I mean, I talked to my mom and my mom was like, I school to go to school. I said, yeah, it's school. It's okay. The only theory that I thought about this show was that ki Samurai Jack wala banda and inka jo Professor Newtonium hai, ye dono same banda hai. And that, that's just, that's, that's what I thought. But then I went on to the internet and Anudeep wasn't let down. Oh, like someone just colored this whole show as dark. Theory is that ki the girls are actually normal kids who pretend to be superheroes. And their dad is probably not even a scientist, but a pharmaceutical. 
pharmaceutical banda ke bol rahe the he is a pharmacist who makes medicines in his basement and that's why bachcho ko niche jana allowed nahi hai the darker concept is that mojo jojo jo show ka primary villain hai ha wo bandar i'm still going to say the theory though uh is actually the girl's half brother who was sexually interested in them and that's why he was you know always out to capture them by hook or crook and probably why mojo jojo sabse zyada feared villain in show mein but as i say as i said they were bad so they were bad now that satan looking guy called him h i m he's actually used, the character is named him is actually their homosexual uncle and it's not just this theory a lot of people have picked on him being homosexual i don't know why but and the reason why us could devil ki tarah look kiya hua is that utonium is kind of a bigot and intolerant of homosexual people and that's why he asks the girl to stay away from him but fucking intended because he's literally called him in the show you know just stay away from him yeah and talking about him the guy him yeah i'm going to spiral that later <laughs> i'm going to go into that spiral later the fan who gave this theory also said that the mayor is probably their grandfather the show came out on november 18 1998 and ran for six seasons with the final episode airing in 2005 cartoon network's original movie bhi isi ke upar based hai well Craig McCracken left Powerpuff Girls after four seasons to work on his next big project. Guys, this show, this project was pretty close to heart for Craig. In his own words, he's very proud of it. And coincidentally, after the show ended, he left Cartoon Network. I mean, Cartoon Network left it after the project. Yep, I'm talking about the Emmy Award winning show. जितने भी शोज के बारे में बात कर रही हूँ नो नन ऑफ दिसप्ट आई एम टॉकिंग अबाउट फॉस्टर होम फॉर इमेजिनरी फ्रेंड्स नाउ वेन आई रीड अ पोल ऑन माई पेज अबाउट वट ऑल शोज आई शुड कवर फॉस्टर होम वॉज एंड इन द टॉप टेन I admit, नहीं था बट आई रियली वॉन्टेड टू डू दो यू गाइज लेकिन इट सच एन ऑसम शो एंड फॉर अ लॉर ऑफ डिफरेंट रीजन विच आई एम गोन टेल यू नाउ सो लाइक फ्रॉम द प्लॉट लाइन टू द एनिमेशन द कैरेक्टर्स मतलब स्टोरी बहुत फ्रेश एंड सोफिस्टिकेटेड है मतलब उसकी राइटिंग भी एंड आई एक्चुअली रेकमेंड टू वॉक recommend you guys to watch fosters home abhi because it's like no matter your age this series is like for everyone and obviously i'm going to tell you why right one kyun sunoge tum log mere the show is set in a world where humans or unke imaginary friends coexist karte hain so there is a kid named mac jiska imaginary friend hai blue Now blue is a little blue colored creature who is like witty mischievous and malab I'm saying smart but, but I will explain to you ki smart kaise so Mac 
इज प्रेशर बाई इज मॉम टू लीव लू से अब तुम बड़ा हो गया लाइक यूर अ बिग किड नाउ एंड यू डोंट नीड एन इमेजिनरी फ्रेंड बट ऑफकोर्स वो ऐसी उसको छोड़ देता तो शो कहाँ से बनता Leaving Blue would mean that he would be admitted into an orphanage managed by Madame Foster, Aka, aka Aka, aka Foster's home for imaginary friends. Roll credits. An orphanage where kids leave their imaginary friends after they've grown over them, and it's run by Madame Foster and her granddaughter Frankie. Also, Madame Foster का जो imaginary friend है. ठीक है, who's a hair named Harryman? Now Mac setting कर लेता है orphanage के साथ, Frankie के साथ basically that she'll keep Blue from getting adopted by other kids as long as Mac comes to see him every day after school. What follows from there are mysterious adventures of Blue and Mac and all the eccentric, colorful. I can't emphasize colorful and wonderfully. imagined imaginary friends living at fosters now the idea for this show came to craig mccracken when he adopted a dog like he just wanted his dog his story that he just wondered like before being adopted what are his memories and the fact that he would never know what the dog has experienced he just wanted to explore that and thus extend this thought to imaginary friends so i watched this one of the episodes ek do din pehle and it just refresh ho gaya mere dimag mein like after researching about this show and then seeing it again was a very different experience sari jo animation inhone kiya that is on adobe flash and like it was the first time uh, animated show you know made on adobe flash is going to be on tv and बहुत ही मतलब सिक्सटीज का साइकेडेलिया काइंड ऑफ एनिमेशन उन्होंने किया है लाइक विद इंटिकेट विक्टोरियन डिजाइनिंग है एंड कलर स्कीम जो है शो की लाइक इवन द डेप्थ परसेप्शन जो उन्होंने किया है विद इन द एनिमेशन इट्स वेरी ब्यूटिफुल टॉकिंग अबाउट द इमेजिनरी कैरेक्टर्स नाउ सी सो वेर दट ब्लू स्मार्ट है इट वॉज बिकॉज ही इज वेरी सोफिस्टिकेटेड इन हिज how should i say like in his personality like mac has given him a personality that is unique and individualistic so let's talk about imaginary friends okay just i'm just going to talk about imaginary friends in reality like have you ever had an imaginary friend one of so chote hote hue that you would you know just start talking to someone you saw on tv and you'd be like okay these i'm not relating this to my personal experience or anything but it is very common among kids to make up an imaginary friend to you know cope up with things in their lives so what happens is that something that comes out of your imagination has to be a projection of your personality as well because it is a manifestation of your personality that is you know coming up as your imaginary friend or anything else that you write well each work of art is also you know a self portrait in that sense if i'm you know making any sense with this so when i talk about blue the character in the show it's kind of like he's he's like mac and you know they're very analogous to each other and obviously there would be uski imagination se wo banda hai so that is what i'm coming to words 
ड्यूरिंग दिस एक्सप्लेनेशन सो बाकी सारे इमेजिनरी फ्रेंड्स ओके सो इट्स इन ऑर्फनेज ऑफ इमेजिनरी फ्रेंड्स हो सो इट्स लाइक दीज किड्स हैव लेफ्ट अ पार्ट ऑफ देम इन टू दिस ऑर्फनेज एंड यू कैन सी डिफरेंट काइंड ऑफ इमेजिनरी फ्रेंड्स दैट दे हैव शोन सो देर इज दिस कैरेक्टर हुज यू नो वेरी टॉल वेर सो you know red jersey kind of thing like his whole aura is that of a basketball player so probably the kid was into basketball then there is this wacky looking bird kind of character who's you know not very coherent so probably a very young kid had you know imagined him and then of course there is harryman who is the imaginary friend of madam foster and who's like very sophisticated and you know has a big personality responsible in his you know duties and obviously like madam foster is what like 90 years old 70 90 years old so unka imaginary friend would be someone like that so it's like bahut hi matlab you know you come to think of it is a very deep show waise to matlab bachcho ke liye hai that they're not going to tell about how to be you know disciplined and like mischievous harkate karte hain wo and you know basic jo plot to chalta hi rehta hai show mein that you have to fix stuff and if you've done a mistake then how would you fix it and stuff like that but you come to think of it premise bahut acha show ka and animation ke jaise bare mein jaise mere baat kiya to it's pretty interesting and fun in that sense so the theory about this show now itna साइकोलॉजिकल मैंने एक्सप्लेन किया शो के बारे में एंड हाउ डीप इट गोज सो थ्योरी इज काइंड ऑफ लाइक समथिंग आउट ऑफ अ क्रिस्टोफर नोलन मूवी और वन ऑफ दोज मूवीज यू गेट वट आई मीन राइट जो होता है वो दिखता नहीं जो दिखता है वो होता नहीं सो थ्योरी इज दैट सिंस फ्रेंकी फ्रांसिस फ्रेंकी शी डजेंट हैव एन इमेजिनेटिव फ्रेंड इन द शो मैंने जितनी बार इमेजिनरी कहा है इफ यू गाइज ड्रिंक और इफ यू आर वाटर ड्रिंकिंग ग्लास लेके बैठो यू नो जस्ट ड्रिंक एज टेक अवर एस ए इमेजिनरी बट एनी वे फ्रेंकी का कोई इमेजिनरी फ्रेंड नहीं है शो में बाकी सबका आया बट उसका नहीं आया प्रॉब्लम शी like so cute like how to explain that and theories revolve around that fact he was a imaginary friend yeah so one of the theories that madam foster has imagined frankie as her imaginary friend because show me ye dono same similar color scheme ke kapde pehante hain and you know it's a purple skirt with a green color top Frances wear a green color jacket whereas Madam Foster wears a green color cardigan so in dono ke beech mein relation ye hai ki obviously matlab grand ma grand daughter wala relation ke hisab se bhi kapde unke match kare honge but people have made up this theory that so Frankie is an imaginary friend herself because why else would a 20 something or teenager kind of a person would be you know staying in the foster's home like would she spend all her all her time managing that orphanage like school nahi jati na wo college jati hai why would she do that like so she is an imaginary friend herself but then there is a flip side of this theory is that 
maybe Madame Foster is an imaginary friend of herself because she is very like Madame Foster's character. Oh, बहुत ही प्यारा character बना है उन्होंने. She's very quick on her feet and you know plays along. अगर कोई prank कर रहा है किसी पे and she's like she doesn't give a fuck. She's like हाँ हाँ मैं तो सब कर लूँगी and she's like बहुत चल नानी है वो. So yeah, she could be an imaginary friend of herself and. Frankie is, you know, mourning her death. You know, she is mourning the loss of her grandmother, and so just say, she has, you know, stayed at the orphanage and not gone to college or school, and she just manages the place for her sake. And that's the story of Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. Oh, I had so much fun to explain that. I should do a next segment kind of thing because I don't have a segue. to go to like if i'm going to talk about another show but this was about craig mccracken and now we move on to well of course john delworth courage the cowardly dog is karyakram ko rok kar hum aapke liye laaye hain sare the cowardly dog show is tarah hai sare ek karpur doggy ye anjaan shehar ki galiyon mein bhatak raha tha muriel ne ise apne ghar mein rakh liya के साथ यही रहता है लेकिन अनजान शहर में होता है रोज नया उधम अब हर मुसीबत से छुट्टी दिलाएगा ना समझ डॉगी तुमने मुझे कार्टून बना दिया यू रिमेम्बर करेज दैट लिटिल पिंक एस डॉग वॉज द एपिटेमी ऑफ अफ्रेड दिस सॉलिटरी हाउस इन मिडल ऑफ नो वेयर विदर बाई नेक्स्ट रूर In this house lived Muriel and Eustace along with Courage. To refresh your memory about the show, ठीक है? Eustace had a lean figure and the kind of face कि वो Snow White की जो stepmother थी जब वो बुट्टी बन जाती है ना उसको seduce करने के लिए कि हाँ तो apple खा लो वैसी शक्ल मतलब you know protruded chin, weird as nose with pimples on it. So that was Eustace, the farmer. Muriel, on the other hand, was not lean. and she used to wear an apron to show that she used to work in the kitchen like a good woman she was yep costumes used for typecasting for the win she used to wear glasses and had a head full of curly hair okay like before mera aage badhne se pehle mera ek question na have you guys like ever wondered that the eyes of the character wearing glasses are never visible through the glasses I know it saves a lot on animation, but मुझे हमेशा से ये लोग ना साइकोपैथ्स लगते थे या तो फिर हाई रहते थे वो लोग डिपेंडिंग ऑन देर फेस एक्सप्रेशन लाइक अगर स्माइल कर रहे हैं तो मस्त हैं ठीक है और अगर नहीं कर रहे हैं तो How did courage end up with Muriel and Eustace in the middle of nowhere in the first place? And yes, Unkai's dress is literally in middle of nowhere. Well, it is thought that Muriel found courage in an empty alleyway. <laughs> it is important to find courage when you're alone. My God, I can't let go of the puns. Bear with me. She brought the dog home and named him Courage because of how she found him. What followed from there are the adventures, and I'm being kind when I say adventures, of Courage, the cowardly dog protecting his house and his owners, 
from the invaders or the monster of the week in spite of his name courage not got, <laughs> in spite of his name courage got easily easily frightened and hence the appropriate yet even the ironical title the cowardly dog understand the play on words with me courage means strength in the face of something that frightens you cowardly means quite the opposite and you know you have to save your own skin while the dog was a coward he did have courage to fight the monsters to protect the elderly couple who adopted him most of the times without them knowing so now if i had a pet who without my knowledge protected me from aliens and monsters and invaders i won't call him cowardly even though he screams like someone who just saw a cockroach crawl all over their skin ah not a good visual yeah but i won't call that pet cowardly <laughs> created by john r dilworth and produced by his own studio called stretch studios courage the cowardly dog got greenlit for full for a full fledged series after the episode the chicken from the outer space in what a cartoon incubator series got nominated for an academy award i know trail trail of thought followed another mishkara but the chicken from outer space was an episode in what a cartoon that i talked about earlier and so it got green lit key okay so it's going to be a show So Dilworth insisted Cartoon Network to outsource the production to his own studio as he worked on the show. Courage came out on pun unintended. I am really sorry but Courage came out on November 12th, 1999 and ran for four seasons till 2002. It is one of the few horror comedy cartoon shows that I have personally watched. like if we include code name kids next door to this list so of course it's going to have a lot of wacky theories this is my favorite part of making this podcast courage the cowardly dog is actually an ordinary dog in an ordinary house it's not in the middle of nowhere the surrounding house and the house are not actually weird and grim in nature and there are no monsters I first read this theory in some unbelievable fact kind of tumblerish post. Don't worry if you weren't able to follow that train of thought. Mereko bhi nahi samajh aaya, but that's the best way I can describe it. It read something like, "Courage is actually a normal dog, and he sees the world through a dog's eyes. All the villains in the show are just normal people, but to a dog, they seem scary." They don't actually live in the middle of nowhere but since the owners are too old to take him outside for walks you know he only knows what's around his immediate property and everything beyond that is nothing because he's never seen it The place is barren probably because Muriel and Eustace are poor and they were only able to afford a wooden shack kind of a house for something very cheap Ab ye show aata tha raat ko ठीक है बहुत लेट आता था या तो सुबह बहुत जल्दी आता था लाइक पाँच या साढ़े चार बजे बेसिकली द इंडियन ब्रांच ऑफ कार्टून नेटवर्क डेंट वॉन्ट अस टू सी द कार्टून और ओहो समथिंग इवन मच बेटर दे मस्ट बी लाइक रात को इतनी देर उठना अच्छी बात नहीं होती है एंड देन अगर तुमने टी वी ऑन किया यूर टेरीफाइड डॉग फाइटिंग टेरीफाइंग मॉन्स्टर इन अ पर्पोलिश ग्रीन ग्रिम सेटिंग द हाउस दैट 
seems to be like never ending a computer that's very irritating and the thankless welcome courage gets from users jo khud usse jealous or irritated rehta hai ab ye sab dekhne ke baad tumhe neend aa jaye to bata dena mujhe theek hai ab tum jao ek do teen hai maybe अगर मैं ये रिव्यू कर रही हूँ आई हैव टू वॉच इट टू बी ऑथेंटिक लाइक एमेजोन प्राइम हैज दीज ओल्ड कार्टून शोज पाप ऑफ गर्ल्स टेक्सटर्स जॉनी ब्रावो सो आई मेड इट अप made up my mind like anu the show was among the most watched in the poll you did so let's let's watch it and then i remembered why i didn't like it but also why people loved it johnny bravo the titular character looks like a arnold schwarzenegger with an elvis presley style hairstyle style and hairstyle yep and is a total womanizer As a kid I thought he was pretty arrogant and most of the stuff that happened in the show just went over my head. So when I watched it right now as an adult I realized okay this was supposed to go over my head. I talked about Tom and Jerry that I talked about how Tom and Jerry got a green light to be a kids show in spite of its brutal violence in the episode. And I'm just going to build on that thought now with a show like Johnny Bravo. The basic premise is that yeah he's a womanizer and wants to find a beautiful woman to be with so of course it's going to have some adult jokes I'm just pretty amazed how van partable the creator of the show got away with it because like but we'll get on that later yeah so in the middle in the, in one of the episodes that I watched recently Johnny is watching an advertisement on the TV in which the guy says you can get You can get exotic beautiful women from anywhere in the world. Just call at 1-800 LADY. So Johnny calls the number and they show this huge gift box being shipped to him in an airplane. And it's not like the gift box matlab gift box car cargo mein nahi hai. The person being delivered who is wrapped in this box and then this box is placed on a seat in an airplane okay so they acknowledge that it's a person who is being delivered but we'll just wrap her in a gift box right anyway the order is delivered to johnny who is expecting a beautiful exotic woman to be in it but to his dismay he finds a large woman in a frock with two pigtails and a possessive personality and she is not exotic He's very dejected and the episode follows as to how he tries to get rid of her by taking her to a steel cage wrestling match which he ends up winning and what like yeah. yeah towards the end Johnny admits to the woman that initially he didn't like her but her being the same size as him and liking the same things he likes is pretty nice he says that perhaps he doesn't need to be with someone beautiful 
but someone like her who's into same things as he is oh she hints that shit and how she goes all you were nice in the beginning but now you're being a prick and walks out of the restaurant with johnny's friend who finds her beautiful as she is admittedly bahut achi writing lagi mereko waisa shocking but i'm reinstating this fact that it, this is a kid show your primary character is a coddled mommy's boy who doesn't respect people and yeah he pays for it but children idolize johnny bravo his swag his confidence his ignorance and and so my point is that to have an anti hero to be the protagonist for your kids show can be counterproductive but damn it is a daring move and the way van partable and cartoon network got away with it was because of the fact that this show came out in the 90s there were only a few channels who had all day 24 hour programming on the on them cartoon network being one of them realized that this meant censorship of what can be shown in cartoons wasn't very fine tuned and hence in their own words they made a show with a lot of pop culture references lot of adult jokes and physical comedy and brought to you johnny bravo on july 14 1997 it ran for four seasons ending in 2004 i'm going to flip this shit on you guys now what if johnny was not an adult but just a small kid with the sense of grandeur wanting to be like the guys he sees on the tv Oh, oh, you're thinking about it. Because that explains why his only friend was that neighborhood girl Susie and why all the women in the show don't pay much attention to his antics and also why he lives with his mother who calls him everything but mera shona bachcha. That's a theory to think about. <laughs> That's a theory to think about. Alliteration, man. So, super adult referenced so <laughs> super सुपर एडल्ट रेफरेंस्ड शो से कुछ कंप्लीट ऑपोजिट करते हैं एंड लेट्स टॉक अबाउट ड्रैगन टेल्स मैं चाहूं मैं चाहूं दिल से मैं ये चाहूं ड्रैगन्स के संग उड़कर किसी दूर देश चली जाऊं आई यूज टू बी सो एनवियस ऑफ दोज लिटल किड्स मैन बाहर कुछ मजेदार नहीं हो रहा विल जस्ट रब दिस स्टोन एंड गेट टेलीपोर्टेड टू अ लैंड फुल ऑफ ड्रैगन्स एंड फ्लाई विद देम द होल फकिंग डे I mean I know it sounded like it has double meaning but I'm just a little bit like that but I'm but Dragon Tales is a PBS show and PBS didn't do sneaky stuff like Cartoon Network no Ron Rodecker the creator of Dragon Tales made the show quite some time later like after he was recovering from a coronary graft surgery He used to draw dragons while recovering because they represented to him forces of nature that are out of his control. That is such a beautiful thought and he used to do that like he made 
the characters back in 1978, but the show was uh, produced in 1995, and he made even a more beautiful show based on it, on his characters as Dragon Tales. So, the show is based on Emmy and Max, two six and four year old siblings who have this dragon stone that, when rub, rubbed like the lamp in Aladdin, took them away to a land of dragons. They also had to sing before they could be transported, and that's the most memorable thing that from the show. That's the most memorable thing I remember from the show. That whole ritual was iconic AF, and I realized you showed four years for children, but iconic is there. Now PBS had clear goals of what they wanted to do with the show when it was released back in September 1999, as stated on the official Dragon Tales website. Dragon Tales has three primary educational goals. They are to encourage children to take on new or difficult challenges in their lives, to help children recognize that there is more than one way to approach a challenge, and lastly, to help children understand that to try and not succeed fully is a valuable and natural part of learning. Yeah, that pretty much covered it. And the show does it too, from underlining emotions like jealousy and to how to be a good team member. The series is full of moral lessons. You know how they show in movies and TV shows a person going to a counselor or a therapist. There are mental health issues, and then there is also a moral conflict that they face. And as they start talking, the therapist guides the conversation to their childhood. And handpicks up a fucked up memory to show you how this particular incident in your life ages ago has now manifested itself today, and you need to face how you felt then at the root of your issue. Get closure on it, and then you can overcome whatever problem you have today. And so, to avoid all of that, make your kids watch Dragon Tales. I don't have a theory on this. <laughs> I really don't have a theory on this, except the fact that they probably were fed up of their parents. The fact that they probably were fed up of their parents, and found this dragon stone in their secret stash of drugs, and it's probably their psychedelia that's full of dragons, and then they end up feeling better about themselves after they've rubbed it. Speaking of people being high, saving the best for the last. Rowan Atkinson and Richard Curtis's Mr. Bean is that character, man. I mean, as a big fan, I am of writing. I absolutely love expressionistic comedy, and Mr. Bean is you know just encapsulate that whole Charlie Chaplin silent comedy era. Mr. Bean is a British sitcom that marked the starting of the decade quite literally, since it came out on first January nineteen ninety. I'm talking about the show starring Rowan Atkinson as himself, you know, 
I said Roman Atkinson as himself. He's not Mr. Bean, but he's just like you think about Roman Atkinson and you're like, yeah, you're Mr. Bean, yeah. I mean, you somehow you know, just it's sort of like Daniel Radcliffe saying that he's Harry Potter. Like, yeah, banda to Harry Potter hi hai. So even though it only has fifteen episodes, it is still iconic. Like this, this is the thing with British television. They don't make a lot of seasons for a show. It's amazing and agonizing at the same time. Like you want more of it, but the fact that there isn't makes it like delicious and fabulous. The animated series, Mr. Bean, the animated series is based on Mr. Bean, the live action, and it came out in two thousand and two. And of all the shows that I've talked about in this episode of my podcast, it is still running. Mr. Bean is still running. There are three seasons. First came out in two thousand and two, ran till two thousand and four. The second came out in 2015 and uh, ended in 2016 and the third season came out in April 2019. The writing is brilliant. Mr Bean ki like you have Mr Bean who's this awkward character wearing a brown suit and a red tie. He has a little teddy bear who he treats with utmost sincerity as he would a baby or a pet. He has a parrot green car with a black hood. He doesn't talk much but somehow he's able to convey what he's thinking and for the sake of comedic timing he's not able to convey what he's thinking I mean could this man be any more awesome <laughs> See what I did there Matlab Roman Atkinson's portrayal to hai hi timeless In the show like both in the show and both the movies but The animated series was amazing as well. Like the music, the softer tones for the background objects. Okay, yeah, that is something that I like very much. I found it pretty tasty. Don't throw rocks at me, okay? I mean, it's just nice. I feel like I'm running out of adjectives. Though. So I'll circle back to the plot. The show is based on Mr. Bean, a guy in his mid-thirties living alone with his teddy bear and him struggling with basic stuff people do. and coming up with with ingenuine and different ways of doing normal stuff be it watching tv fixing up a couch jiske spring bahar aa chuke hain which leads him to being in a junkyard going to watch titanic and usko fir parking nahi mil rahi so i'll just spend all my day looking for a parking space and it will be like that saying don't count your chickens before they hatch the theories are equally weird and awesome for this extraordinarily ordinary show come to think of it mr beam is kind of like ford prefect from the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy an alien who's pretending to be a human and yes i will not stop talking about that book sue me in the live action series there is a scene where mr beam is dropped from the sky from a ufo looking spotlight over him which fuels this assumption that he is an alien not to mention that he wears the same clothes acts weird and eccentric but then again if you're like me who spent the entire year sitting on their bed streaming shows and listening to music and pretending to work from home <laughs> wearing the same hoodie t-shirt then we're all aliens right and i need the mothership to pick me up now on the earth but There's also there's another theory that was a that he was a normal person. 
had a job, socialized. We do know that he has a girlfriend. Yep. But he was abducted by aliens and they tested on him. So it messed up with his head. And after they've done what they needed to do with him, they released him back on the earth. And so now he's weird and has trouble doing normal things. That also explains why he has spending money, a car, a house. Already, right? Back in 1997, Roman Atkinson gave his fans, us, not of fans, a hint about his character's origins in an interview with the Buffalo News. So he talked about an episode which he didn't make, but he thought about it. How will it He says that he, Mr. Bean sees this spaceship landing in a field and he stops the car. He looks up and suddenly the door lowers and this bright light comes out of the spaceship and a Mr. Bean walks out of the spaceship and then another Mr. Bean walks and they all shake hands and then 25 more Mr. Beans all come out of the spaceship and pat him on the back and say, very nice to meet you. And then all the Mr. Beans go up into the spaceship and the doors go up and that's the end of Mr. Bean. Guys, that was it. That wraps it up for this part of Cartoon Network of Theories. I took some time to make this one because as I kept reading it, it just became more fun. And if you call geeking out fun, then yes, I know it was fun. Shut up. Well, I do hope that you guys enjoyed it as much as I did making it. And if you made it to the end, I am so happy and grateful. And I hope the deity that you believe in blesses you. And if you don't, then I'm just thankful to you. I did. That was a lot of info and thinking out loud on my part. I will pat myself on the back. Yep, and yeah, so cartoons were a big part of my childhood. That's why I did it. And like, life is not that vibrant or colorful in a literal sense. Like, emotions may color you red or blue, but the world doesn't change with it. And so it is great to see that sense of inner chaos on the outside. And yeah, even the voice in my head is saying, stop talking. <laughs> Yeah, keep listening to This Is Not What I Meant. I'm Anudeep Adyal and thank you.